hello, and welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. Michelle, how's my friend? Hey, Shannon, you asked me how I am again. I, I, I am an eager student of your emotional needs. Well, and I am a good communicator and I tell you what I need. So exactly. We work it's, well together. <laughs> exactly. I so appreciate you being willing to have all these dialogues with me because it is so much easier than doing this show as a monologue. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. But I know that you had a really long, hard day. You're doing real estate broker school. Do you I feel, am. Do you feel I smart? Am. I see you have your glasses on. You're looking all intelligent. Yeah. No, I had to put my glasses on because my eyes, my contacts were glued to my eyes after this 10 hour zoom call because our, our school is on zoom <laughs> because of all this COVID stuff. So I had no choice, but to put my my glasses on and yeah, I'm done for the day. It's well, been, it's been a long day. You look like you could tip those glasses down to the end of your nose mm. and cock your eyebrow and look at Brian and give him that little librarian <laughs> wink of come uh, read my book, baby. I may be able to muster up some energy to play school teacher later. We'll see. Exactly. After I get all the children fed and in bed. We'll see. <laughs> So today is a really unique podcast episode because for the first time, it's actually a recording from an actual coaching session. So let me just kind of explain how this came about. So we're going to be hearing a conversation that I had with, we're going to call her Vicky. Vicky is not her real name. And I have distorted the entire recording Rather than chopping it up and only trying to distort her voice, it was just one fell swoop, so much easier to just distort the whole thing ever so slightly, just to mask her voice and to protect her identity. I so appreciated her willingness and eagerness to let this be a podcast Mm -hmm. episode because I think that this is going to be a huge learning experience for a lot of couples out there. Um, But I want to tell you just a little bit about Vicki so that people will have a little bit of background. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Vicki first came to a Women at the Well workshop with me probably about five years ago. And she has been a coaching client ever since then. So we have a very long term relationship. And I only just recently learned that the kind of sex that she has been settling for, which really explains why she hasn't really been that interested in sex, is anal sex. Mm. That is what her husband repeatedly wants over and over again. And so when that finally came to the surface, and I feel kind of embarrassed that I had never asked her, is there something about the sex that you're having that Mm -hmm. makes you not want it? But I think that it just took her this long to own it and to find her voice and to speak up for herself and say, I don't enjoy this. Now, I want to give a disclaimer. This podcast episode is not about anal sex in particular. I know that there are some couples out there who thoroughly enjoy that activity. I don't happen to be one of those. I understand that you are not either, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to knock something, uh, but I do knock the idea of one person wanting it and the other person not. Right, right. And the one who doesn't want it not having a voice or a say or a vote Mm -hmm. in the matter. That I'm very much against. So she and I, Vicki and I were having the conversation on just a regular coaching session one day. And we 
just started having this really deep conversation. I asked her if you could say anything to your husband about how this makes you feel that he has not listened to you, that he has not respected your no, what would, like, what would you say to him? And she just unloaded on me for 30 minutes. And I asked her, I said, could you ever share that with him? Like you've verbalized these feelings so eloquently. Could you ever share that with him? And she was just like, nope, I don't don't know. (laughs) And I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? I said, you know, we're only a half an hour into this one hour coaching call. Why don't we record the remainder of our conversation and see if we can't rehash the conversation that we just had for the purpose of just simply asking your husband to listen to it. And she said, I think I can do that. In other words, yeah, sitting across from him, looking at him in the eye, knowing that, I mean, he's just so much bigger than her and just, you Mm -hmm. know, fearing his response and fearing not being heard yet again. She didn't know if she could handle that, but she did feel as if she could repeat what she had just said to me and trust that when her husband listened to it from start to finish, that maybe it would finally dawn on him that her feelings matter in this Mm -hmm. relationship. So, After we recorded it, I sent her the link and then I posed the question, how would you feel if I were able to distort your voice if I wanted to ask your permission to share this on Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends? And she was just like, oh, I don't care. (laughs) She was just like, of course. awesome. Because I think that Vicki knows that there are lots of other women out there and men who are put in situations in their relationship where something is being asked of them. Mm -hmm. They, they don't just not enjoy it. They feel degraded by it. They feel hurt. They feel offended. They feel frustrated. And I'm really hoping that this conversation will help people find their voice. So that's what the episode is about. Again, it's not about anal sex. It is about finding your voice and harnessing your power to change the trajectory of your relationship if you're not enjoying the kind of sex that you're having. Okay, my darling, I know that you and your husband have been struggling uh, in the sexual intimacy department for quite some time. And you tell me that things are just, the magic is not happening. And um, I definitely think that we've stumbled upon some really good psychological reasons as to why uh, that may be the case. So, Tell me what it is that you feel when your husband wants to be intimate with you. What are the thoughts that come up in your mind that shut you down rather than turn you on? Well, I know what is going to be the end result. And um, And when you say end result, is that a pun? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know know what's going to happen. I know we're going to get into the groove and – um, then he is going to go to the back door and that just shuts me down. So he has become accustomed to anal sex. Yes. Okay. And how do you feel about anal sex? Well, it's not enjoyable. Um, it's very painful for me. Um, at one time, um, I ended up bleeding from it, and I pooped myself, um, and I was... Which, so is, which is very common. Yeah, very, yeah. very common for a woman to have that 
physiological response to that forceful of action and friction, and it, it feels very invasive unless you're very, very, very accustomed to it. But, I mean, some women, I, I, let me just put the disclaimer right out there. I know that some people really dig this kind of sex, but we have to acknowledge that not everyone does, and it's okay that you fall into the latter category, that you don't enjoy it. And it's not that you didn't give it a try. Lord knows you've tried to, to accommodate your husband's desire for this activity. But is, yes. how long have you been trying to accommodate his desire? I would say probably for at least, it became regular for us for about 13, 14 years. But I'd say that we started doing it pretty early on in our marriage. So it's probably been about 17 or 18 years. So that is a really long time for a woman to be subject to something that she doesn't want. But now I don't want to make your husband sound like he's a rapist or anything because he obviously hasn't held a gun to your head. Uh, no. But, no. But, but what happens when you try to tell him that this is not something you enjoy and you would prefer vaginal sex? Um, his response is, oh, you're fine. It's okay. It's fine. Um, or so he minimizes. Try, he does. Or if I try to, like, position myself to where, like, when he um, moves forward, he goes into my vagina instead of my butt, um, mm-hmm. he usually just pulls back out. Okay. So how does that make you feel that your vagina seems to be rejected and neglected and your back door seems to be the only action he's interested in? And despite well, the fact that he has been told that that's not something that you enjoy and that you even find it painful. You know, when it first really started, um, it really, it affected my self-esteem. And it made me feel like my uh, my husband did not want to be intimate with me. And I would cry and I would ask him, you know, does it not feel good? Am I not tight enough for you? Um, and he would... Um, always get really funny about it. And he'd be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. But obviously it's not. And so, you know, the thoughts still go through my mind. Like he doesn't enjoy being intimate with me in, um, in my vagina. And so I do wonder, I I, I do wonder, you know, is it not tight tight enough? Is it, does it not feel good anymore? I mean, cause we, we've been together for 20 years. Yeah. But when he, I'm assuming that you've made love vaginally recently enough for you to know the answer to this question, but if not, then just correct me. But when he penetrates you, do you you feel as if your muscles are plenty tight enough that he should be feeling it because you're feeling it? I think so. I mean, I know if I do a Kegel, I know he can feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I do, I do feel like I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm loose by any means, but mm-hmm. I've also had a baby, you know, in these well, 20 but years. <laughs> if you can feel him penetrating you, then mm-hmm. he should be able to feel the sensation. Is it as tight as the back door? Probably not, because I don't know anybody's vagina who's that tight. Right. Maybe a virgin. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And so... The question that I had asked you earlier, I'm going to repeat because I think that it could be a key to unraveling this mystery. I had asked if your husband watched you give birth. He and did. He said, and Yes, he did. And um, he actually told me afterwards that he didn't have any idea how that area would go back to being a little hole. 
So he watched this big eight to ten pound baby come barreling out of your vaginal canal, and now he, he can't wrap his his head around the idea that that's that that's your love pocket. Uh, yeah, I but think did, so. I think. But so. does he see what comes out of your back door? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you need to let him watch you poop, so that he really has a mental understanding of where he's putting his penis. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's actually called a Cleveland steamer for a woman to sit on her partner's chest and defecate, and he watches. And supposedly some men get something out of that, but it's not something that I recommend to couples. <laughs> but but he does need to understand, though, that this this is definitely what's had you shut down sexually for so many years, for you to know full well that when he's acting amorous and wants to be playful and frisky, if you pretty much know that this is what he's going to want from you and you know that it makes you very uncomfortable and even hurts you, why would you want that? Of course your body's going to shut right. down. Your pituitary gland is not going to release this magical hormone that makes the blood flood to your, to your clitoris when you know you're about to be hurt. That's creating a fight-or-flight response. Or, or fight, flight, or freeze. And I think that you've been probably just freezing. I freeze, yeah, I do. And, I, 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 you know, I don't want to make him sound like he's um, forcing me because it's, he's not. But I don't think he understands how truly painful it really is. Well, and have you ever offered to peg him so that he feels what you feel? I have, and he's not up to that. <laughs> so okay. He says no. It, it doesn't work like that. Surprise! <laughs> Shocker. Right. <laughs> All right. For him to say it doesn't work like that, uh, what he's basically saying is, I don't prefer that kind of sexual activity. Why yeah. can't you say that? And him listen and respect that sentiment the same way that he's expecting you to listen. Or just, I'm getting that all mixed up. Why can't what's true for him be true for you? It should be. Right. And so you, you, you acknowledge that he's not holding a gun to your head and he's not forcing no. you. And I know your husband, and I, I know that that's not his character in nature, or else you wouldn't have been with him all these years. Right. However, you – who who is this – in this scenario, who is the student and who is the teacher? I would be the teacher. He would be the student. Yep, exactly. And if 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 you, as the mom of a child – kept getting report cards sent home with your child that they are not passing a certain test over and over and over again, I think you would want to not just question the child, but eventually you would want to question the teacher, right? Yes. Isn't it your job to teach my child and, and she's not stupid, so what, what is it that you're not teaching her that she's failing in so, so badly? So what is it that your husband is failing in so badly that you have not managed to be able to teach him? It's how to what treat I enjoy. You. We, yeah, yeah what, what, what I enjoy. Yeah, we teach people how to treat us. And when a child is doing something that they shouldn't be doing, rather than chastise them or shame them, a teacher or a parent will often simply redirect them. No, instead of doing that, do this. So what are some of the things that you can recommend that your husband do rather than go for your back door? And then my follow-up question is going to be, when he does go for your back door, Anyway, if he disregards your feelings and just tries to do what he wants to do in spite of how it makes you feel and in spite of how you tried to teach him otherwise, how are you going to respond to that? Because I don't think that any woman should 
relent time and time again, which is basically kind of what you've done for many, many years. You've taught him that he can have that, you know, have that activity take place if he just pesters you long enough. So it's kind of like the child who uh, learns to manipulate and control their parents through just pestering and manipulation. If they try long enough, they'll get what they want. But at yeah. some point, the child or the parent gets smart and says, nope, sorry, no matter how big of a temper tantrum you might throw, I'm not going to give in because you have to learn a different way of of interacting here. Right. Well, I definitely will um, be redirecting him to my vagina or even my clitoris because if he really wants for me to be in the mood, we got to have some play down there. Yeah, he, he needs to be playing with your primary erogenous zone, and that would definitely be your clip. Right. Um, you know, and, and I would even be game for oral, um, but not if he has tried to stick his penis in the back door. I'm not going to give him oral then. It has to be clean oral. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I want to encourage every woman on the planet to keep that off the table because it's called ATM, ass to mouth. Uh, that is incredibly dirty and dangerous. And like that's, if something goes in your back door, you got to hit the showers with some antibacterial soap before it goes in your mouth. That's just not acceptable. So, yeah, you're offering him oral sex instead of, not in addition to anal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So vaginal sex. Oral sex, as long as he's clean, um, and offering to let him play on your playground and, and give your clitoris some action, um, do you feel as if that will be enough? I would like to think so. I mean, I'm well, offering him everything but that. Right. Okay. No, again, no pun intended, <laughs> everything but that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just having all kinds of fun with this analogy. Um, <laughs> Well, let me ask you this question. How frequently do you guys have any sort of sexual activity taking place in your marriage? Only on the weekends. Only on weekends. So basically once or twice? Yes. Over the weekends? Okay. Yes. How often would you be interested in a sexual encounter that didn't result in, in feeling hurt physically and emotionally and having the fight, flight, or freeze response come up in her brain and just the anxiety that comes with it. Um, and you mentioned earlier some of the great lengths that you have to go through when that's taken place just to, you know, get things cleaned up enough for you to get back in the zone. But I can imagine that after your feelings have been walked on, so to speak, it's really hard for you to get into an orgasmic state. But if it was the kind of sex that you can actually enjoy and feel good about and not feel threatened by and not be afraid of, would you be interested in having sex more often? I would. I absolutely would. Um, I, I honestly, I can't even tell you the last time I had an orgasm. Oh, no, there's <laughs> there's another problem. There, what is yeah. this for you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I know. I love being intimate. I do. I, I love the, clo the closeness, the, the, the kissing, the tending. The cuddling. I, I do. I love it all. Okay, I I, I, I'm glad for you about that, but you know that you can get that on the couch in front of the TV, right? I can, yes. Um, yeah, I want you to have an orgasm as often as you want and as often as he does if that's what you want. I'm not saying keep score, but I'm saying right. why should the sexual encounters that you're having be so 
out of balance that he's the one having all the orgasms and you're not having them very often at all. But I can see how when you're in that fight, flight, or freeze stance, orgasm is the last thing on your mind. You're just trying to survive the experience. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. I just want to get it done. Get it over with. Yeah, and not go there again until you have to do it the next weekend. Yes. It is time to revolutionize your lovemaking. And this is going to be a good thing for your husband, not a bad thing. Right. Because my guess is, is that, you know, I know that he loves you. I, I have no doubt about that. I have talked to him enough right. to know that he loves you very deeply and is very committed and, and knows full well that he is a very lucky man because you're a wonderful woman. My, my guess is, is that when he starts having the kind of sex where you get fully aroused, and you are so turned on that you become orgasmic and that you're initiating sex, not just waiting for him to ask for it from week, one weekend to another, that when he right. starts experiencing a fully alive wife who is an interested and motivated sex partner, he will realize that the kind of sex that he's been settling for or pressuring you for is, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the kind of sex that men probably have with prostitutes of, well, I don't care what you want. This is what I want, and I'm paying you good money, so I'm going to come wherever I want, and your, your back door is where I choose. That's, that's not – I don't consider that intimate. Someone no, would, I, I, would yeah, classify I it as abusive, right. but I know that you're not accusing your husband of abuse. You, you, I know that you're taking no. responsibility for the fact that you're the teacher, and he's the student, and you haven't taught him as well as you could have and should have, but now you're ready to take ownership and become a much better teacher. Good for you. Yes, and – and I do think if he realized how much it bothered me, I don't think he would um, try that. Okay. So you think that his expectations could be adjusted if you took ownership of your voice yes. and let him know that your feelings are very firm and that they do matter? Let me ask you this. Who took your voice away in the first place? Who first taught you that your feelings don't matter? My guess is it wasn't your husband. No. Um, it was um, somebody in my childhood. Um, who, who forced sex on you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you were taught at a very, very early age that a woman's body is a sex object and that feelings aren't a part of the equation. Right. But you know what that's, you know what that's called? Called abuse. Um, right. Yeah. To be used for a purpose other than what you were intended, no little girl was intended to be a sex object to a grown man. And so you, were, you had a really bad teacher as to yeah. what intimacy was really all about as to what sexual pleasure was all about. You had a really bad teacher. Yeah. And so what are you going to do about this? I am going to teach my husband what I like. Use your voice. I'm going to use, use your voice. voice. And, and by yeah. using your voice, no means no, and yes means yes. And put that here instead of there is a very firm command. It, and I don't want right. to say a command. It's an invitation. It's a firm invitation. Yeah. It, it's, it's a redirection. You want your husband. You want to be intimate with your husband. You want to experience 
pleasure and passion and romance and connection. You want all those things. Your strategy for getting it hasn't been very good because by allowing him to do what he wanted to do in spite of the fact that it wasn't what you wanted to do, you've, you've been allowing yourself to feel abused time and time again. Um, again, even though you wouldn't classify it as that, it's, it's right. triggering the old wounds of when you were abused. Yes, that's exactly so do you think what that he done. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not feeling like intimacy. So do you feel as if your husband could hear this conversation and receive it in the spirit that it's intended, that he is loved and he is desired, and you know that you're loved by him too. You just acknowledge that you have not been the best of teachers. And in your silence and in your passivity, you've allowed yourself to be frozen time and time again sexually, and you are ready to thaw out and start feeling safe and in control and aroused and orgasmic. My guess yeah, is he yes. doesn't want to have sex with that woman. I, I, I think so. I, I know he would never hurt me. So I think um, that it would hurt him pretty deeply if he knew just how much it really bothered me. Mm. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I, knowing him the way that I do, I can see that he mm-hmm. that this is going to be a hard conversation for him to hear. But yeah. the purpose of recording this was so that you could use your voice without fear. Um, and again, I hope that he'll receive it in the spirit that it's intended as a teaching tool, simply yes. a teaching tool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that it will be incredibly healing. I hope so too. But gosh. Think of how celebrated good teachers are. My husband's a professor, <laughs> and he gets cards and letters and gifts all the time from students who didn't like what he was teaching them at first because he was hard on them, but yeah. they realized over the long term that that helped them so much, and then they brought their dreams to life. I hope that your husband will respond the same way. Of Oh, my I gosh. So I, had, I had no idea. This is really hard for me to hear, but I'm so glad that you're teaching me this now. And I'm going to be a good student, and I'm going to do what it is that you're encouraging me to do, and I'm going to refrain from doing that which you don't want me to do. And I will also tell you there are certain positions that a couple can enjoy, uh, and the, the main one that comes to mind is I featured it in Chapter 10 of the Sexually Confident Wife book, um, but it's basically where um, she is on her back and he is on his side, and they're scissoring. They have their legs kind of intertwined okay. with one another. And so as he's penetrating her, she has total freedom to use her fingers to just kind of cup it or, or place two of her fingers like in a scissoring motion around the base of his penis. And as he's penetrating in and out, she can apply more pressure to where okay. if, you know, if tightness is part of an issue for him, then help make it a little bit tighter. Or right. also erection rings can be very helpful to keep men uh, you have to keep the blood flow trapped there until he crosses mm-hmm. that finish line because some men need more pressure to be able to keep the blood flow there, especially as they go through middle age, which is about the age that your husband is approaching. So, okay. yeah, I hope that this will open lines of communication and help him see that you do love him, you do want him to be pleasured, but you don't want it to be at your expense. Right. Yeah. I'm proud of you, girl. I'm proud of you for finally speaking up with me. I'm honored that you would entrust me with this information. 
And um, I totally believe that listening to this recording will really help open his eyes. And it's kind of like a teacher just using a really great, you know, teaching tool. That's it. That's all that it is. Yeah. So how do you feel now that you've gotten that out of yourself, not just once, but twice? (laughs) I feel, actually, I feel really relieved. Good. Good. So, Shannon, I can't imagine any husband hearing that and hearing her words and her cry and uh, just her desires and not having a complete paradigm shift and and not being able to reframe his thinking on on what he wants and then understanding what what she wants and needs yeah and recognizing that her feelings do matter and you know yes. i really have to hand it to vicky a lesser woman would have just chosen to walk away from a relationship mm-hmm. where her yeah. sexual needs were not being met and where she was being expected to do something that just felt so painful and degrading to her mm-hmm. but she does deeply love her husband yeah and and he is he's an amazing guy and and so i just really want to encourage listeners to consider the fact that your feelings do matter and you may have a great relationship with a great person but if mm-hmm. your needs aren't being met it's up to you to find your voice and use it to cultivate a much richer more rewarding sex life because you mm-hmm. deserve that and your mate yes. should want that for you as i'm sure that vicky's husband wants that for her as yeah, well I'm now that sure. he's in more in the know yeah. it's not just it's yeah. not just a casual mention it's she has really communicated and unpacked her heart for him and yes. no doubt he has really taken that seriously yeah so proud of her Yeah. And so I also just want to remind listeners if they too feel as if they have something that they need to unpack and get off their chest and, and dig down deep to figure out how they really feel about something going on in their marriage or in their sex life. I hope that they will reach out to shannonethridge.com, click on the personal coaching link. You can learn more about the one-on-one coaching. You can also click on the workshops link and learn more about both the Women at the Well, four-day intensive workshops that I do several times a year, as well as the Couples at the Well workshop. And if you're concerned that the budget is just not allowing it right now, be aware that I'm offering a 25% discount through June 30th to help clients in this time of financial turmoil. And also if you need to have the coaching session, but defer the payment for weeks or even months, I don't care. I want you to get the help that you need when you need it. So we can schedule the session as early as next week, but you don't have to pay for it until whatever date on the calendar you feel comfortable making that commitment. So I just want y'all to know that that's my contribution to the chaos that's going on. I may not be a nurse. I may not be a teacher. I may not be a frontline worker, but I do love working behind the scenes with individuals and couples. And so giving a 25% discount through the, the June 30 date is a very small sacrifice on my part. So I hope that you'll let it motivate you to go ahead and connect in this season. So this has been another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. Email us at ontap at shannonetheridge.com or give us a call with a four-minute message at 321-30-ON-TAP. As always, we love you for listening. And we thank you for tapping on us.